Okay. All right, Mike, you ready? When you are. All right. Three, two, one. We're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Hello, Mike O'Hara. Hello, Ken Brown. What a day. What a day. Everything is wonderful. What a day. First of all, I want to wish you a belated happy birthday, Mr. Mike. Uh, we didn't get to do that last week. I meant to tell you, Michael Hare had a birthday this week because Michael Hare was born on Pearl Harbor Day. Hello, Mike. Uh, four years later, okay? I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, but not that old. Well, it's the day. It's still the day, though. Anyway, happy birthday to you, Mike. And well, thank you. For your birthday, you got a Lions victory. Finally, the streak is over. I can come into these podcasts now with a little less anger and a little more retro, uh, you know, reflection on what exactly is going on now that they have broke the barrier. Well, what does that mean when you say you, a little more reflection? Does this mean only 29 minutes of a rant and one one minute of of a reflection? Uh, look, I didn't want to rant last <laughs> week. You brought that. You made me. You you made me oh, last okay. week. You brought it all. I'm well, not, tell me what I tell me what I did. I'll keep it in. I'm uh, like a defendant defending in a, a civil a battery case. I didn't mean to hit him, man. You you made me do it. But anyway, you made me. You made me. I wanted to be nice last week. But anyway, it is such a. I know it, one ten and one is really no different than 0 eleven and one. But it is. I mean, it just is. Yes, it is. It just is. Now look, it, it's different. It's, it was different Sunday, right there on the field after the game. It was different in the locker room. It was different in the interviews. It was different Monday, Tuesday. But if they go out and lose the next five, then it's not different then. But we're talking about right now, a moment in time. Yes, it was different. It was completely different. And you know what? I think there is, for, for teams that are in the situation that the Detroit Lions are in, I think there is some carryover for that. Right. Now, under normal circumstances, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't want them to win another game. Just to keep the draft oh, pick. Let me let no, me get this out. Let me get on. it out. Let me get. I said. I said under normal. Let me not. let me finish. See, this is why no. we don't have. That's why we have communication problems in this country right here. The left yeah, don't let the right the finish. The right don't let the left finish. They just just talk over each other. This is my point. I'm about to say. Under normal circumstances, there would be a franchise quarterback at number one there, and it'd be advantageous to have the last, the first pick in the draft to get that quarterback. Seeing that there's no quarterbacks available that are that highly rated and won't be because if they're not by now, nobody's going to jump up to, to be a number one quarterback. You can take wins over draft position because, like you said, the player you get at one might be the same production of a player you get at six or seven. So there's no reason to tank the rest of the season to get the number one pick if you don't earn it. That's my point. Well, no, I, I agree with that. And, and look, who who knows who the number one pick is going to be right now? It could be a, a defensive lineman from Michigan, a defensive lineman from Oregon. You know, I've, I've been on a couple other shows and asked me, does so-and-so, is he, is he in the discussion? Kenny, yes, along with six other people. Right. And five other options, yeah, in the right. discussion. Right. And you know what? He might be number one. He might be number four. He might be number six. And you know what? They also might be a trade with team with that number three and a number seven and all that other stuff. So, yeah, in the discussion, of course. So you know why? Because all we're going to do between now and in the middle of April is talk about it. That's yeah. a lot of discussing. But going into the off season with a few more victories may make your team better next year 
than not going into the offseason with two or more victories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Winning yeah, will I, help the team, to me, next year more than losing the rest of them. But, but I think for a reason different than maybe, – maybe we're going to agree on this, but yes. But it's not just because you're adding something numerical to the win-loss column. It's To me, it's because you're developing players. For example, uh, Jerry Jacob, undrafted free agent cornerback, he's getting better. That, that's important. That's more important than losing games for draft position. Same thing with uh, Derek Barnes, the linebacker. Same thing with those two uh, uh, defensive tackles they drafted in the second and third round. They're getting better. That's more important than that's more important than losing to get a slightly higher draft pick. To me, that's that's the value of, of winning. It's that your players are getting better. Amon Ra St. Brown. I was I was really late to warm up to him. I'm not exactly sizzling right now. Late to warm up late. to him. Have have yeah. you warm you like uh, the Pillsbury biscuit. It's it's still in the package. I'm late to warm up to him. No, no, I, I listen to Oh, him. oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, Stop wait, everybody. We got a we we got a statement by Michael Hare here. Go ahead. I, 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 I warmed up to him when he caught that last pass, his 10th catch of the day. But no, seriously, when you see these players develop, yes, that, 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 yeah, I warmed up late on him. And I think, he's, I think he's a National Football League receiver. He might be a number three slot, but whatever, he's going to be on the field. I think he played all but three snaps in that game Sunday. So, and, and that, that, that's a keeper for the Detroit Lions, and there are other guys out there that have developed through this season. To me, that's why winning is important because it shows that your players are getting better. I agree. And he did play 69 of the 72 snaps. Yes, he did. Right. Yes, Correct. Yes, he did. Now, so that's, that's, to me, that's the thing that, that's important. They're right. getting better. Now, and the t- it shows in a team winning. If, if they continue to win or if they just continue to play well and lose close games, I'll take that too. I just want to get out, done with the season without any more major injuries. Right. And like you well, said, for guys yeah. getting better. I agree with that. I don't care if they win or not. I would like them to win one more game just to go out with two, at least two, you know, two victories and one tie. To me, if the last five games I looked at them, besides the last game of Green Bay, depending on who they play, could go any way. Um, I think they got a chance against Atlanta. And, I'd agree. And I think agree. they might have a chance this Sunday because I'm not sold on the Broncos. If you look at the if you look at the Broncos, look they they they're third in the league in points in points allowed. That's pretty good. That really is. They're also twenty fourth in the league in points scored. That's a twenty one point twenty one slot differential there. Right. That's been their problem. They they don't score. They had a you know a really tough game with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs last week. I think they riled up rolled up something like four hundred and five yards to 260-something, something like that, but couldn't score and couldn't win. Mm-hmm. Okay? The, the, the counting, getting into the end zone counts more than rolling up yards. And so, yeah. look, they started the season well with three straight wins over the Giants and the Jets, and I forget who else. Uh, maybe it was the Jaguars. And then they lost four in a row, and they've been like everybody else since. Win one, lose one, win two, lose one. So, no, no, it's not by any means at all an insurmountable opponent. opponent. No. And... Plus, like I was saying, Mike, that um, that you know, when you get to this point of the season, and I guess they're still playing for something, and then it's on the road. Those are hard games to win, so that's why I, I give them the advantage. But it's it's a game that to me they can win, and I'm just gonna 
you know, like I said, I'll just I will enjoy the rest of the season. Now, I, you just don't know how much pressure is off uh, to get that first win. That's why I don't even I, I don't even think the players realize how much pressure is off of them. But look, I think I think even Jared Goff's teammates looked at him differently walking off the field with that come from behind. Sure, I sure. really do. Once you do I think that, they looked at him. Sure. And you know the ironic part about it is that he's done he done almost exactly the same thing two or three other times, except the other team came back to win. So he didn't get that feeling of going into the locker room with everybody slapping hands and squirting water right. on each other and all right. that. We'll but, get the golf. Know, we'll get the, the golf. The outcome is important. We'll yeah. get the golf the in a minute. Is important. Well, we'll get the golf in a minute, but I want to stick to this uh, team, bad team. The, the way I look at how teams are bad or not is the plus minus on their point differentials. Right. And I know it's not the be all end all statistic, but I'm just going to tell you this right now. Even though Detroit Lions are 110 and 1. They have a, only a, a minus 113 deficit in points to, you know, scored against points against. Right. The Houston Texans are <laughs> minus 159. Yeah. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are minus 140. Those are bad teams that happen to play each other, so somebody had to win. So I'm, I'm just letting you know that even though the Lions may have the worst record in the league, I don't think they're the worst team in the league. They may have the lowest no. amount of talent of all teams, no. but I don't think they're don't the worst think, team. No. No, I don't. Th- I don't think they're the worst team. I don't think they're. I don't think they play the worst. But, and in all due respect, if they, if you're the worst, like the, like look, last year they were the worst team in the history of the franchise on defense. That's that's to me when a statistic is just it's just alarming to show that the, how that team just absolutely quit playing with about six seven games games to go. They got it. You know they got it together to to, to win one game after the coaching change. And after that, they just, you know, like the cow falling over in the pasture, just landed on their back with their feet in the air and didn't care what happened. Yeah, I hear you. You've heard that, that. You've heard that one before. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. <laughs> um, they are – well, we'll get to that in a minute. Jared Goff is the NFC Player of the Week for his performance. Right. And I don't know if it's I, – I think a little sentimentality went into that pick, but I, we'll take it. It's anything positive we'll take. And I thought that he is now open to discussion or he can open to discussion. Before this week, Mike, I mean, you would have there was nobody pushing for Jared Goff to be the quarterback next year, even though he probably would have been anyway, just by the contract. But now he has a chance to cement himself to be the quarterback next year without question. And then if they bring in another one, it will be somebody they're trying to develop for maybe after he's gone. And it all depends on the, to me, how he plays this last five games. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's part of it. I don't look, I, I think we both said this at the beginning of the season when people were talking about getting rid of Jared Goff, the best thing that can happen to the Detroit lions is he's your quarterback for the next eight years or whatever. That's the best thing that can happen because you've got your quarterback. You don't go after out to find one. And, you know, you use those draft picks and, and, and free agent dollars on something else other than quarterback. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's the that's the best scenario is that he's the guy. It's not all this other stuff that, yeah, we find out and, and we replace him with Tim Boyle and then David Blau comes in and you start that, you know, the, the uh, super circus uh, roundup of different quarterback, different guy every week or every two weeks and so on. No, the best thing that could happen to the Detroit Lions is that he continues to show that he's the quarterback of the present and the future. That's true. Now, now, no, no, now, no guarantees that's going to happen. I'm just saying that's the best to be the yeah. best scenario. But let's face the fact: because of the contract and the way it is now, 
he's going to be the quarterback at least he, if he's not competing with anybody. He'll be the quarterback going into camp next year no matter what happens Absolutely. unless it's an injury. So Absolutely. let's get that out the yeah. way now. Now the question is, can he play good enough to dissuade them from either using a real high draft pick on a quarterback that they want to go now or going to you know try to trade for a quarterback and get a free agent quarterback to go along with him because they decide he's not going to be the guy. And, Mike, right. like you said – the players look at them differently now. You know, you when you win a comeback game, like you said, it was always a question, can you do it for us? Now there's not a question, can you do it for us? The question is, how much can you do for us? And that's where, to me, he's at now. And he can win these guys over these last five games or he could lose. Maybe he never lost them. Maybe the the outside media look different at it. But I've just – I don't think he – I don't think he had them all the way. I, don't, I, just I don't, don't think he ever lost He him. never lost him, but I don't think he ever was like the way they looked at Stafford, unquestioned. Okay, okay, but I think they're missing one point here. This team doesn't have those players. No, this I understand. doesn't have the wide receivers. No, I understand. We're talking about, we're talking about guys who are scratching to be on the roster next year. Now, some of them have developed. You know, Like I said, Amon Ra, yes, I think he's developed. I really do. Uh, uh I think you know, Josh Reynolds, the guy that you discovered he has a chance. single-handedly, he has a chance. Single-handedly has, he has a chance. He has a chance. Uh, and, you know, they, look, they've got depth at running back. Good, solid depth. They really do. Yeah. That's well, not, well, let me stop you there for a good, 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 solid wide receiver and a, and a tight end who can make plays for Let him. me stop you there and go into this. Why do you think the offense has become more open the last couple of weeks, more downfield passing and more him hitting receivers instead of what we saw those weeks before. Is it just that the receivers, uh, St. Brown and Reynolds, are now playing, or is it that they've opened up the offense more as, or has golf got more confidence to go to those guys? I think it's a combination of all of that. You know, one of the things that T.J. Hawkinson said after the, after the game, he said that, you know, he says pro football is, is, is a, things flow. And when you go the exterior to the interior, if the exterior is going, the interior go, is goes. If the interior is going, the exterior go, exter, exterior goes. And it's, you know, it's it's really simplifying, you know, what's going on. It's not that not that easy. But he's exactly right. The more things you do well, the easier it is to do other things well. And I think there's a combination of things. One of it it starts with his relationship with the head coach Dan Campbell. It's this is not something that's made up, but it's something that it's part of the reason that that. Campbell made the change in, in, in play calling. You know, there was, it just, it just wasn't working the way it was going before. And look, they're taking the long view on this. You can just sit there and go, okay, well, we'll get it next year. No, no, let's, let's get it going this year. And I think that, I think as it turns out, I think Campbell made a good choice. Now, whether he's going to be the play caller next year, we'll find out. Well, we're about to get to that. We're about to get to that. No, 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 we're about to get to that. We're about to get to that. I'm not going to be the death. We're about to get to that. But I, I do want to you. say one thing. After golf made the last winning touchdown, he beeline for the coach and hugged yeah. him. Yeah, he didn't beeline he with the rest of the players, beeline to St. Brown. He beeline to the coach like you see a kid when his father gets off the off the out of the car after work and runs up to the kid, runs out of the backyard. That was respect for his coach. That was and you can see, coach, and also I don't know if you noticed this before, but on, on, before he got to the huddle for that last throw, he raced over to the sideline. He had a quick exchange with with Campbell, then back on the field and right. bingo, touchdown, right. game over. So there's a so there's a mutual respect there. there. They got something going there. And, and, you know, and here's the other thing. And here's the other thing too, though. And I asked uh, I asked asked Campbell about that. And today, being Wednesday, is his, his, his session with the media. I said we're talking about that, and he and I asked him, but do you still co- 
do you still coach him hard? He says, absolutely. You can't leave. You, you look, you can't, you've got exactly what you've got to do. And he says, look, he's thick skinned. He can take it. Yeah. Well, like I so said, like me. you got to build them up. <laughs> you got to tear them down and build them up or build them in the, the way you, in the vision you have of them, which is totally different than what McVay did with him, where he went to the press every day and tore golf down. I see that maybe you can build this guy back up. But like I said, to me right now, quarterback, all that offseason stuff, this season is about, like you said, players getting better. Um, but now we got to talk about Campbell. I'm giving him a year on these coaching these coaching decisions, and then he's he's got to learn as he goes along too. And I'm not talking about play calling because that, we, don't, we don't even know he's going to be calling plays next year, but – I just think he needs a guy to help him out with some end-of-the-game stuff and in-game management stuff because some of the things are correctable that he needs help with. You know, he's got a lot going on. He's a rookie coach, and he's a to me he's a very – not volatile, but he's a very emotional guy. He could use some help with that because we're going to get to that one play call. I'm not talking about that in particular. That's a, Some people liked it, some people didn't. I'm just talking about overall, Mike, I think he – sometimes doesn't see the game the way it should be. And these little things now when they're losing means nothing or when they're not a contender. But when you're a playoff contender, these calls can cost you a game, cost you a season. I think there's some of the play calls that you can question. I, I don't I don't really question him going forward on fourth and one in that, that play because you give them the ball, you're you're not you know, your your odds are that they're gonna come down and score on you. That's the way the game's been flowing. I just would not have thrown the ball there. I would have run it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, That's even timeout wise and things that he 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 can be better at. So, well, I mean, Mike, you save time. I mean, look, Caldwell <laughs> used to get burned for that kind of stuff, and he was a right. veteran coach. So, I'm just saying there yeah, are things that I'm you saying. can you can get better at. I'm, that's right, exactly. And you know what? You know, I, I, all these timeouts that people complain about, nothing happens during a timeout. Right. Guys stand around and look at each other for two minutes. Right. Well, you can't, think like, you right. can't call two in a row, though, Mike. Well, that's, that's – right. Well, these are all little things. I'm just saying all these little things add up. Get it out now. A, all I'm saying yeah, is get it out now. Yeah. If you want to do dumb stuff, get it out now because, like I said, when the yeah. team is ready to win, oh, you should be seasoned at it. And, I, and Look, yeah. when I saw them in the locker room with him, his team, and I saw him on the sidelines after that, that uh, last touchdown throw, I have no question that he's the right leader for the team. We'll get into – look, Parcells wasn't exactly a, a, a tactical genius out there either. There's a lot of coaches that aren't tactical geniuses, but they can win. So that's, everybody's trying to get the next, uh, you know, great mind in coaching. Sometimes the great well, mind I'll, in coaching is just being on the sideline have your team play for you. I'll give you, I'll give you one. We don't want to get into this at any great – but I'll give you one tactical genius – that's a guy who had the had the nerve to, to to run it 46 times, throw it three times, and win on the road in bad weather. Bill Belichick, unquestioned, one of the great coaching jobs in the history of the National Football League. Could be, could be, and in the a, history of the game. And another coach that Campbell, the reaction players have to, and I know it's going to start some stuff when I say it. That's the way Wayne Fonts players used to look at him. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and Wayne, now Wayne, like, he wasn't the greatest tactical guy either. But they could win. If, if they had a quarterback, they would have even won more. But I, I, I see that they'll play for him like they play for Wayne. I'll tell you one thing that they would do. I asked Chris Spielman about this when things started going bad. 
call a players meeting and say, guys, we don't want to get Wayne fired. Let's get going. Yep. And then in a way they'd go. Yep. Yes, they would. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, we got that going. We got the, I'll tell you what, Mike, isn't it funny that it's, it's um, December 9th or the, yeah, it's the 9th or not 8th, whatever it is. And it's and there's five more games left, man. I was I was looking at the yeah. schedule. I was like, season will be over in three weeks with Christmas time because we got. I'm like, they got five more games. I I got to see how this 17 game season ends up, and I want to see how many injuries go on in this season because I don't know where they're at injury wise. But man, this this is a climb, man. This 17 games. Wait a second, though. The only way that the only the any only way only valid way to compute what the 17-game season has on players is who gets hurt in the 17th week, okay? That's no, the only I disagree way. with that. I disagree well, with Well, you haven't played 17. How would you know what a 17-game season is like when you haven't played 17 games yet? No, but don't you don't you think as you prepare for a longer season, the, pre- the preparation no. was different this year? No, no, okay. I don't. Well, you can That's tell now not. what th- uh, three exhibition games has to you instead of four. If you want to do it that way, injury wise, right? Well, just three, it's one. It's one game fewer. Right, one game fewer. To injuries. So should, there at, should what, be Frank, less injuries. Frank, Frank Ragnow and and uh, and one of the old Quara brothers both got hurt in the same game, week four. Right. That's got nothing to do with a seventeen game season. Yeah, but I'm not talking about injuries like that. Taylor, I'm, t- I'm not talking about Taylor Decker. Like Taylor Calder. Taylor Decker got hurt in practice before the opener. Yeah, but see, you, you you're cherry picking again. You pick three names of people we're talking about. Are we talking about overall injuries? It could be the 40th guy on the roster that gets hurt for three weeks or whatever. That's okay, what I'm talking about, number of injuries. I ain't talking about the when stars. We get, when we get to the 17th game, then you can compete. All right, that's what I said. I want to see. See, that's what I want to see means. Goes, Let me repeat that for the, the back of the room. I want to see, which means that this is week, something in the future I'll be looking at. It's the only week that's valid because it's not week 16. It's not. No, week you take 15, the whole season as a whole 17. once it's over. You take the whole week as is. Right, week look. seventeen. All right, so we agree. No. We agree. Don't tell me who got hurt week fourteen, and then it's a seventeen weeks season. We'll see no. how it works. So it's an eighteen week we'll season, by the but way. But to me, 17. the seventeenth game means that everybody made the playoffs. Because that's basically what you're doing. You're putting the game in yeah. a seventeenth game, which playoff teams play every year. Right. So that's basically what you're doing. You're saying everybody made the playoffs for one more, you know, for that next game. Right. So we'll see how it works out. But you'll learn, too, on your training and when to push and pull back when all that data comes in. And I want to see that, too, because it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And plus, I want to see how the money flows when one half of a league gets that, you know, that ninth game at home and the other ones don't. Then the next year, how it changes. I want to see how the records end up on that. Well, I'll tell you another thing. The, the, the National Football League Players Association wants to know how much more money goes into the pack. Oh, yeah, that's what they Cause want. That money, cause that's, a, that's, that's the distribution for the players. That's what they want to find out. It's one more TV game. It's one more. One more it's, it's 16 more regular season games. Didn't they get some that's extra roster spots, though? Well, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that'd be, well, it's, it's not roster spots. It's a practice squad. And yeah, but I mean, squad. didn't they? Aren't, weren't they talking about giving actually more? You know, it's fifty-three, but weren't they talking about moving that up to accommodate this? Well, they haven't. They haven't I yet. But I'm thinking in the future they're going to get more, so they'll get more jobs, and that's what the player association cares about. Well, yeah, except for you know, there's one thing I've, I've always said this that the players lose sight of: the more jobs you add, the less you're going to get. Because if, let's put it this way: just say you're 
you're splitting up splitting up the pie 53 ways. Mm-hmm. You had you take the same pie and you had three players. Now you're splitting it up 56 ways. Yeah, but with the extra game, you got a bigger pie. Right, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. but you're splitting yeah, up you're right. splitting a bigger pie, more 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 slices. <laughs> More ways, right? More, more slices, ways. but yeah. that that slice of a bigger pie might be bigger than the smaller, bigger piece. You know what I'm saying? If you get what, I'm, look, now you didn't got me talking about pies. Why, Mike? Why does he do this to me? <laughs> Easily led. All right, so we got that going on. We talked about the coach. Um, should I get my going away present for Anthony Lynn now? Or should we just wait till the end of the season? No, not just not make fun of the guys. I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying nice. though that they. Nice. They they put him in a and the media keeps going to him every week for some quota where he's not going to say anything. I wish they stop. We know what the deal is. We know what's going to happen at the end of the year. He's not going to be here next year. So just let it let it well, come. He, he did comment on it last week. He said, "I understand it doesn't mean I like." Right, which is the end best way of saying let's end get to the end of the year. Of, right, well, leave it alone. We know what's going on. Now right. I'm going to tell you one thing for the next offensive coordinator. Well, we'll talk about that later. But if you're going to get it to somebody, I, I want the next one to be somebody who's actually called plays before. To me, that's a prerequisite. Okay. That's we'll all. see. Let's see who it is. No, I'm just saying. Now, I don't care who, but I want them to have that 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 in somebody. They need a veteran guy to do it. And, you know, I think Campbell should back well, not off. Not necessarily. How about just a good, a good bright, young guy who's who's got some – you know, you see, you know, you see him rising in the. Yeah, but see, you don't have that. You don't have the. You don't have the uh, time or the inclination to bring on a maybe. You got to bring on a for sure. You know, sure he might be able to do it, and he's bright and he's done. It, but if he hadn't done it, to me, this is not the team for that. Uh, looks to listen. The best franchises are the ones who recognize talent coming to bloom, not stuff that's already been picked and put in the basket. Yeah, but those are already okay. the best franchises. When they weren't the best franchises, they didn't have a, they didn't have the um, leeway to do that. They had to go with what they knew. They had to go with a known. Until you get to that point. Once you get to that point, yeah, Belichick can bring over me or you to do the defense now, and he'll get Kyle Blanche for it because he's proven. But, you know. Right. Well, listen, he, he, was a, he was a failure in his first job and then ended up getting another chance with the Patriots and became the greatest coach of all time. Well, he wasn't exactly it, a failure in Cleveland. He right? was That's, five years in oh, Cleveland. He had one playoff. Okay, but he went to the, he wasn't exactly a failure. Like, he came in and they couldn't even put the shoes on right. He wasn't what he was in New England, but he, he took Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland hadn't been in the playoffs in a while when he got there either. You know what? And they weren't there in a while after he left. Either, okay. So. That's right. So he wasn't exactly a, a bum. Right. Um, I'll tell you one thing I want to talk about, too. Last year, and this is how you do it, rookies. you got to be careful to build them up because you never know what's going to happen. I saw John Penasini was in- inactive over the last week, and I he thought he clue. was going to – Yeah, but I'm just saying over the year, I haven't heard much about him. I haven't heard him, seen him make a lot of plays like he did the year before. I don't even know if he plays well, I a lot. He, I, I, think, I think he takes up a lot of space there, and I think he's a good he, – he's, he's a guy you can't – yeah, I expect him to take the next step this year, though, and it just hasn't happened to me yet. Maybe right, because of the defense right. they're running now, whatever. But I, I, I no, like him. I, I think I think Tennessee's got a future here in Detroit. Really, do. I hope so. I uh, thought Han had a future here too, man. You see how we ended up yeah. the, the Han era. You know, he never, he just couldn't get on the field, couldn't stay. I over. thought it was fleeting at best. After the first. Two or three games when he played his rookie year, I said, "Man, this guy's gonna be a player," and that was that was the peak of it. That, that was, was it. No, that was, that was it. it. Gone. So, Done. 
right, well, before we wrap, Mike, uh, let's do a little drafting here, a little draft talk. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, everybody watched the Michigan game over the week, uh, saw a dominant player, Thibodeau declared. I'm going to tell you another thing, too, before we go. A lot of these other players besides Aiden Hutchinson and those guys who are playing for the national championship, they're not playing in these bowl games. Pickett today, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt, decided he's not playing in this bowl game. Thibodeau is not playing in his bowl game. So you've seen the last of those guys on the college level. Everything now is combine for them. Yeah, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If they're not going to play for their school next year, why should they, why should they play no, in a bowl game? I don't have a problem with it, but I'm just saying, though, you won't be able to, like, look at the bowl season. In the old days, remember bowl season would sometimes raise guys up in the draft, you know, and get them to the, to the place. You know, I, I didn't know this guy until the, until the uh, Sugar Bowl. Now he goes to the draft and, you know, he gets a, a bump. Now these guys, and I don't blame them. They're not playing at all. If it's not about the national championship and I have nothing to do but watch you make money at a bowl game, I'll pass. Let me go get started and get to one of those combine right. schools so I can get started right. on working at 40 and doing my bench press because that's all from this rest the underwear Olympics from this point on. Well, one thing about the combine and all that, this is the last year of the combine at Indianapolis, so it would be a very, very sad farewell. To is this the last year? Yes, it is. What are they, where are they going next year? Take a wild guess, Los Angeles, I think. It's either Los Angeles or Las Vegas. That's ridiculous. See, this is the, this is the NFL again overthinking themselves. No, it was a perfect place. Product. The hospitals yeah. were near where you could do all your medical work, and it was the one place you could go and sit down. Now they want to make a show and sell tickets out of it like they do everything else, and, and, right. and that's not what this is for. This is an evaluation period. So, well, I'm going to tell, tell you another thing, too. If Dan Campbell wins one or two more games, he, he might not be able to coach that senior bowl. I'm sure that would be okay. Well, no, I think no, I think you would want to coach the senior bowl, right? Yeah. You want to get in there. Oh, let me say before we leave too, who's playing good football now for Miami Dolphins? It's Tua. Yeah, good, good for him. Yeah, the one we should have took, or one of the quarterbacks yeah. again. If you get those picks and there's quarterbacks that are rated that high, you got to take them. You just got to. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, I'm kind of, you know what, and I, and I will leave it at that with you. All right, Mike, so we'll talk next week. After they go to Mile High City, I guess they'll see Graham Glasgow. I don't think there's any more Lion, ex-Lions. Oh, he's there. on IR, I think. Is he uh, on Sam IR? Sam Martin. Yeah, Sam, Sam Martin, the punter. What happened to Glasgow? I don't I don't know. He had oh. some kind of season-ending injury. Well, he thing. tweeted this week about the Lions' victory, so he's still keeping up with his old team. He was real happy oh, good for, for the him. guys. Yeah. And, good you for know. him. So we'll see those guys yeah, out he, there. Yeah, he was a – he was a solid player here. In good Detroit. player. Got a nice contract in Denver. You can't hate on him. He was a good asset while he was oh. here. A bet, one of the Bob Quinn's better draft picks. I can't disagree with that at That's all. Right. Both things you said I can't disagree with. And before I go, uh, the cutting hand from Houston was cut for behavioral issues. Uh, he's on the uh, waiver wire right now. The Lions have the first pick. I predict they will claim him. Well, you say that about every guy who got cut. Anybody's cut. If, if you got cut, I'd say Michael Harris getting claimed. Okay. I'm claiming. You're going to be wrong again. Uh-huh. Your, your hit rate is pretty low. It is. Right? I'm one for two. I missed on OBJ and I hit on uh, Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. No, you're, you're one for two. You got Reynolds right this year. You were wrong <laughs> on everything the last two years. <laughs> well, we'll see. All right, Michael Hare, that's it for this week. Uh, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com. Check out his work. Uh, Kim Brown, WGI Radio. S- join us next week where we talk Lions football. See you, Mike. All right, got to go. Thanks, All right. See you. All right.